This is the Bottom Brain. Welcome back to the Bond Brain. I am your host, Bud West, with a topic that I never anticipating undertaking on this podcast, mainly because it's somewhat in tune with my podcast, but not so much the Bond as with the Brain. Now, since we're all prisoners of our own homes at the moment, I thought it might be fun to explore some of the other areas of games that are out there, merely because we've got all this free time on our hands. Now, in the past, I've talked about all the games that we have come across in the world of Bond, poker, and backgammon, and chess. But over the years, my wife and I have used board games as a way to connect and socialize with our children, as well as pass on to them lifelong lesson. Now, in the past on the podcast, I reviewed a game called Legendary 007, which was put out recently by Upper Deck, and obviously I covered that because it was in the world of Bond. But pop culture icons slapped onto family board games and allowing a lot of social time between yourself and your kids is very, very, very common. And I know that there's tons of members of the Bond community out there who have little double O's running all over their house. And so I thought I might share some of the other areas of pop culture that have rolled into the board game world. Now, why board games? You know, there was a time in history when, as you got to the end of the day and you got to dinner time, that everyone would sit around the dinner table and you could get a feel for what was going on in the life. Your spouse and your kids, for instance, is when you weren't there. But in today's society, kids have 8 million activities that they're involved in and literally and ballet and scouting and church groups and theater groups and you name it and you certainly don't want to discourage those things they all have a very positive effect on their life as well so when my wife and i added board gaming to the mix for ourselves and our children the best part about that was it was very much like that family dinner it was time where we could gather around the table and just have fun with the kids tune out of the cell phone, tune out of the television set, and actually just enjoy one another's company. Now, the thing with dinner is dinner occurs at a certain time every night, but the beauty of board gaming is you can wake up and all gather around the table in your pajamas on a Saturday and play one's game. And the reason we chose this activity mainly was because of all the benefits that it provides to them on top of the family time that we get to spend. Some of these games are very good at teaching a lot of different aspects for things that kids are going to use for the rest of their life, even as they grow into adulthood. They teach planning. They teach strategic thinking. They teach tactical thinking. They teach mathematical skills. And in some cases, you'll even find games that'll give them, without them knowing it, a little history or geography. Now, anyone that's gone to a mall at Christmas time and you see that pop-up game store or pop-up game kiosk, you'll notice that they seem to slap every single solitary pop culture franchise that they can land onto the game of monopoly clue and i'm really not talking about those particular games the reason i'm not is you can go out and you can buy a james vaughn version of monopoly but essentially it's just monopoly it's no different than that regular one you got from parker brothers when you were and neither are most 
of the games of Clue. They're fun games, they're challenging, the kids like them, don't get me wrong, but they really don't add any additional gameplay. The market, though, for board games, just like the Legendary 007 game, there are a lot of other games on the market that are a lot more fun. They're tied into TV shows, they're tied into movie franchise, and I thought it might be nice to share some of these with you and some of the games that we have in our game closet. Now, we buy a lot of games, and and they're all not tied into pop culture franchises, but we do have a handful that really give a feel for their topic. The first one I'd like to throw out there is, and this is a fun game, and that is a game called The Godfather Corleone's Empire. Essentially, it's just a mafia game where you're trying to play to gain control of New York City, but it really gives a good feel of that period of time. It's a lot of fun. You can bump off your opponent and put their pieces in the river for the sleep with the fishes and try to make the most money as you can by controlling the various areas of New York City. It's a very scalable game. It's just as good with two players if you just want to sit down and have some fun with your spouse as it is with five players because of the way that they've built the game and the components. You use more or less pieces dependent upon how many players you have. It's a lot of fun and it really does teach a lot of good lessons about, I know it sounds crazy to say that about a game with a gangster theme, but it teaches a lot of good lessons uh, about planning, about winning some and losing some, and reading the data in front of you and making an intelligent decision based on your next move. Another game along the gangster front that we have a lot of fun with in our house actually does not have a pop culture franchise associated with it, but it very, very, very much feels like the HBO television series Boardwalk Empire, and that game's called Bootleg. It's a very basic game. It's another gangster-type game. It's a Prohibition-era theme. You basically make and sell whiskey at various speakeasies, trying to be the first person to get the most money by the end of the game. Or, if one person reaches $100,000 before the game ends in the final round, they are automatically declared the winner. Now, the funny thing about about bootleggers is it feels like you're playing board boardwalk empire just like the t show and they do sell an addition to bootleggers called the boardwalk it adds different elements to the gameplay but actually breaks the game stick to the basic game if you liked boardwalk empire it's a fun game to play and one of my daughters has been very scarily good at it from the age of 10 so so far she has not entered a life of organized crime so i think we're doing okay as parents another game that I picked up recently that's a lot of fun holds the Jaws theme. It has Jaws on it. There's And it's basically a team game, three players against one. One player gets to play Chief Brody, another player is Hooper, another player is Quint, and the player that they all play against is the Shark. And you move around the island and attempt to eat up swimmers to gain power and then halfway through the game you flip the board over and you are aboard the Orca and you try to eat and destroy the boat before they can combine and work together and eliminate the shark. It's a neat little game. It's a lot of fun and it really gives a feel of the movie Jaws which is one of my favorite films. Now if 
you're familiar with the game of Risk. The game of Risk is a very old, been around since the... And the company that produces Risk scores an innumerable number of pop culture licenses to slap on Risk. Now, unlike the the vast majority of Monopoly and Clue games out there, the Risk games, each one is actually unique. And Risk, the, the games still hold the same basic rules, but they add a little extra flair depending upon what that pop culture license is. For instance, the Lord of the Rings version of Risk is an excellent version. One, it incorporates the entire map of Middle-earth if you're into Lord of the Rings. There's a ring that moves along the board as if the Fellowship was moving toward Mount Doom. And one of the early criticisms, or one of the biggest criticisms of Risk, is it's a game that takes and can take a lot of time. The Lord of the Rings version is pretty wild. The ring moves along the board until it reaches Mount Doom and then ends the game. So essentially, you're playing Risk on a timer. And it's a lot of fun if you're into that franchise. There's another version of Risk based on an HBO series that is also a lot of fun, and that is the Game of Thrones version. Again, the basic Risk gameplay is in there, and they've added different cards with different abilities based on the different houses depicted in Game of Thrones. The other neat thing that's pretty good is although there are extra rules for those two versions of Risk, and there's several other Risk out there, there's Star Wars, there's Marvel, there's The Walking Dead, there's video game franchises slapped on there, Halo, there are literally dozens of them in the Risk family. And every single one of those can be played just as if it were a regular Risk game, or you can play it with additional rules to add the movie or television flavor. Really neat little combination of games games and basically you get two games in a box. And one of the final games I want to talk about, there's also a Game of Thrones version, Catan. Now, if anyone is familiar with the Settlers of Catan or the more recent branding of just Catan, it's very it's a very basic game that's a lot of fun, where you attempt to be the first person to score 10 points by building colonies on an island, and you kind of basically just fight over space and resource. In the Game of Thrones version of Catan, there's an ice wall, and monsters can throw, come through the wall and come over the wall and throw a monkey wrench into the holes situation. So it retains all the basic play game elements of Catan, but you add in some Game of Thrones flavor. It's a lot of fun, and if you're familiar with the original version that's been around for decades, you may enjoy that as well. And last but not least, now I said that Monopoly and Clue basically are the same with different pop culture icons slapped on them. There's, you know, James Bond Monopoly, there's NASCAR Monopoly, there's Clue with the television show The Office and the television show The Big Bang Theory slapped on the clue. But there's one version of clue that was very, very popular in our house when our kids were younger. And, and though my children are now 19, 19, and 23, that they still occasionally, just as a joke, will pull out and we will all sit around and play it. And that is clue Harry Potter edition. If you've got a house with little wizards and warlocks running around and they like Harry Potter, Clue Harry Potter is actually a blast, even to play it as an adult every night. The basics of the gameplay are still there, but they've added in spell cards and you can be attacked by monsters and there are rotating wheels underneath the board and doors can open and close on the board and as you spin each wheel, the secret passages can change and they just, they add enough extra gameplay into 
into the game to really give it the Harry Potter feel without ruining the basics of who did it, in which room, and with which weapon. Those are just some of the suggestions out there. If there's a pop culture franchise that I haven't listed here that you really think you might get into, or more importantly that your children would enjoy, take a look around and see what's out there. They really cover the full gamut. It's a $9 billion industry, and though there's a lot of people that think that the board game market died when video games came along, that couldn't be further from the truth. It took a little bit of a plummet and then came roaring back, and there are literally hundreds of new games that come out every year. We're all kind of stuck at home now. We're all looking for ways to entertain ourselves. If you have some younger double O's running around the house, get them started on playing board games. It's a hobby that you will enjoy. You'll get to spend some really good quality time with your kids. It will extend beyond this pandemic lockdown and give you the opportunity to spend some really nice quality time with your kids, teaching them life lessons, socialization, how to be a good winner, how to be a good loser, how to evaluate their own performance and see how they can play the game better next time. Think about it. If you've got any question at all, thebondbrain at gmail.com, even if you're looking for different types of games, if your kid is into trains or cars or Ever it is, there are so many different types of board games out there that we can use to get through this. I know that this is not a Bond topic, but it's something that I think is valuable considering the period of time in history that we happen to be riding out at home. This is Bud West with the Bond Brain, and the Bond Brain will return. <laughs>